Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My guest today is Colby Eubanks. He is a videographer, world traveler, mountain climber, no, and then uh, also super, super into the action sports. Um, he's an all-around great guy. Say hi, Colby. What's up? What is up, my dude? I am glad that we've been able to work this out. I feel horrible. I should like fully disclose <laughs> that. I feel horrible because of last time. Um what a lot of people don't know is we did do this podcast before <laughs> we've <laughs> we've we've sat down and talked for about an hour and a half before two hours and um I had a great conversation, but the audio or the recording was just so bad um on my end that it was it just couldn't even couldn't hear either of us talk. I'm not sure why, but everything's worked out now, so here we are yep. man here we are well, what's been going on? what's new with you? Been about uh, not much weeks since we last talked. Not too much, yeah. Same old, same old. Same old. I I feel that. Anything new going on with the, in the COVID arena? Anything? Anything happening up there? I forget. What you're based uh, out of? What? Is Cincinnati. It? Cincinnati. So Ohio's pretty what? Pretty open ish. Uh, I guess. I mean, mask mandates pretty much everywhere. So yeah, that's like where we're down here. I mean, yeah. That's, but other than that, it's like any, you can do whatever you want. You can go anywhere you want. Yeah. Like that. I think we're definitely a little bit more strict, but still. Oh, Florida's like whatever, man. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Florida's like they're the kind of they're kind of being pretty strict up here. Gotcha. That's pretty good though. I mean, I think the mask stuff should should happen. I mean, we're we're definitely required to wear masks and all that, but it's like eh, all the all the restaurant bars are open, so if people's going out Fridays and Saturdays and stuff like that, it doesn't <laughs> seem like there's much rules but there definitely are some yeah um so i discovered you on tiktok that's how i ran into your account and i was like this is a really cool video this is really this seems like a really cool kid i gotta get him on um and that video was you traveling across the northeastern united states correct Mm -hmm. that is so it was a really cool video because it showed a lot of the areas that i mean i didn't even know were in the northeast you know, I think of Northeast, I think of New York, I think of Boston, I, and I think of like the bigger cities that are up there in that general area. Um, and you did a lot more, you did some of the big cities, but you also did a lot of the outdoor stuff. Um, yep. So I'm really intrigued in the outdoor stuff that you did with that. So talk to me a little bit about those, because I know in the video there were some, you had some hikes and stuff and all that. So <laughs> tell me about what you did outdoor wise um, for that trip. Uh, yeah, it surprised me a lot too, because you don't typically think of like tall mountains and stuff of the Northeast. One second, hold up. Oh, you're good. Um, yeah, you don't, you don't necessarily think about the tall peaks and the massive mountains and stuff, but they have a lot of that out there. Um, because I'm used to like Colorado. So I was like, okay, whatever. It's going to be kind of flat up there, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, no, um, it was beautiful. So I did a lot of hiking did a 20 mile hike one day, did like a 16 and then, yeah, I went to some of the big cities. So it was fun. Tell me about that 20 mile hike. I know again, I know we kind of talked about it before, but for the audience and stuff, like what exactly, what was that called again? I know you mentioned it. It was called the presidential traverse and it was a 20 mile hike. I believe it was seven summits in the presidential traverse in New Hampshire. So it took me 10 hours to do it. And it was a pretty grueling hike. When you say seven peaks, you mean the entire trail is that you're going up. So you go up, you go down, you go yes. up, you go down. Yeah. So I, so I started like in the valley and then I went up one peak and then like you kind of go down 
and then you go back up and then you go down and then you go back up and then you kind of like you like traverse like once you get up to the first one you're yeah. kind of traversing a ridge but still each peak goes down a little bit yeah, and then yeah. you got to go back up that makes yeah, sense but then, it's not like you're going to the base and going back down you're yeah just, you're not like all a, the way back to the right, base, right, but right. you go down you go down like a good 500,000 feet each peak dang man that's crazy so the views yeah. on that had to be crazy good i'm just yeah they yeah they were pretty solid um like i said it's just i wasn't really expecting views that good up in the northeast no i wouldn't they think, were great i wouldn't think of it at all and so when you're up there you're up there for the 10 hours is there any stopping points or anything like that along the way uh well the, there was supposed to be there was there's like two like hut well now there's three huts um where you can like refill and get water and one of them has food even but so i was gonna i was planning on stopping there and getting water the first two were closed so i could not refill for water until like i think it was mile like 15 because (laughs) the spout was out like the hut was still closed but the water spout was outside the other ones were inside so there was like there was a good like eight mile period where i didn't have water and i was like dying so what was so how long did you go without the water then? How long was, like, how many hours was that? I mean, not that, you know, obviously nothing crazy. It was. Live, cool. But just curious. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know how that works. You're up there. Yeah, I mean, you... yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, like, going to die. But no, it was, like, but... a good, like, three, four hours where you're doing, like, a, in, like, a fairly physical activity. Like, yeah, you're cool. Because the, once you, once you um, get out of the tree line, which is, like, the first, like, five miles, everything after that was just rocks, like, big boulders and you're kind of like on your hands, your hands and feet, like crawling up these boulders almost. Oh my God, so it was like, awesome. a, so it was like probably four hours of that until I got water <laughs> and it was up and it was up like the tallest ones because the tallest ones like number five and I didn't get water until number six. So I went from like, I went from the base all the way to like whatever wow. without water. <laughs> yeah. It's always like something in the hikes, you kind of plan out your water and your snacks and all that. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I get that. You're definitely dependent on that a little bit. And then of course COVID hits and none of that's open. You're like, ah, great. <laughs> um, was it, um, was it empty out there? Were there people out there with you? Did you pat it? Where's it just you? Uh, I mean, yeah, there wasn't a lot of people, but I probably saw like a dozen groups throughout the day. Okay, at least people being kind of active up there and, and during all yep. this stuff. So I was just curious to hear about that. Um, so, Man, I just love the mountains. So I just there's nothing more to me that's cooler than the mountains. So in comparison, you've hiked other mountains and all that, right? Uh or no. I I don't know. I mean I Maybe have not but hiked. I have how about how about like even because, skied and stuff on them? Have you been to bigger mountains? Yeah. Like I'm just kinda mm-hmm. getting a comparison here. Because every time I go out west, it's always in the winter, so I always skied. So now that I think about it, I really haven't had the chance to hike big mountains out west yet which is kind of why i'm excited to move to salt lake in a couple weeks yeah man that you were telling me about that last time that's awesome and what was the yeah. reason for you wanting to move out there just new changes say scenery stuff um, like that? there's a few reasons obviously like the outdoors plays a huge factor but just also salt lake there's a large rising both entertainment and tech industries there so i just see a lot of potential potential in that area so I'm kind of just going there for both outdoor reasons and then just business purposes. Too. Yeah, I mean, hey, going out there, you'll get a lot of content about. You can do a lot of yeah hiking, skiing, and, all and that it's just centrally content. located of like the Western United States. So like pretty much anywhere I want to go out there is within a pretty reasonable drive. So go Colorado and then Utah, right? 
That's how it goes. Yeah. I was going west. Okay. So I'm picturing where it is. Okay. Um, Salt Lake City, man. I've only been out there once, but I don't know. No, no. I've been twice. It's beautiful. It's it's a beautiful. Mm-hmm. Are you actually planning on doing like legit Salt Lake City or you're kind of out in, out in the suburbs or maybe even out uh, farther? I'm like... I'm in I'm in the Sugar House neighborhood, which is like just south of downtown. It's kind of like the more nice. like trendy neighborhood. So like yes and no. <laughs> you gotta go. Have you been ever? You've been to Park City and stuff like that before? Yeah, okay. that was the that was the first place I ever skied oh, out west was Park me City as well. Actually, that's yeah. crazy. It's <laughs> such a nice little town, and mountain views from there are just are just breathtaking. I mean, yeah, it's um. Like I'm trying to think, I'm trying to kind of describe. Like the, the town is literally just surrounded by the mountains. It's just a small little town, maybe what mm-hmm. two or three stoplights. Um, uh, no, it's actually for a ski town. Park City is actually very large. Is it um, okay? Because we we yeah, yeah. So the other thing I should yes. say is I went there for sun um, Sundance. Sundance. I went there for Sundance one year. Yeah, it's and it's busy. <laughs> it was very busy, but it was we walked. I mean, I guess we did take buses, but we walked a lot of places. Mm-hmm. We walked a very yeah. good amount of places. So it, to it's me, it's definitely small, but in terms not, of ski town, it's it's big. That's good to know. I don't go skiing too much because I'm down here in <laughs> good old Florida. But all right, I'll take note of that. But yes, yeah, it's such a nice city, and yeah, Sundance was 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 packed. Have you been to Sundance? Uh, I went, I was in Park City like during Sundance this past year, but I like didn't actually participate. I was just in town. Is that ever a goal of yours with any of stuff like that? I know you're, uh, I mean, yeah, that'd be cool to have a film in Sundance. Yeah, even, like, a short <laughs> film or something. That'd be dope. Um, yeah. it's really cool if you, I mean, you're now you're going to be there. You're going to be really close to it. If you ever get the mm-hmm. chance to go and get tickets and stuff, man, do it. I would tell you that it's, it's a, it's a really really cool experience um mm-hmm. i i won't forget it we we went for the week and we didn't do any skiing actually while we were even there we literally just did movies and stuff and um we saw like maybe 10 to 12 movies in the span of the week yeah um, that's sick. and you know did dinners and stuff out there and um actually now that i think about it i think we did like three movies a day <laughs> and, and you're actually pretty beat like you don't think you're gonna be beat but like mm-hmm. you are because you're you you have to way it works it's so busy that you you have to go wait in line like if you might not get in and so yeah. they they sell they give you different tickets if you don't get in but so like if there's a movie you really want to go see you got to get there early enough to be in line and then what happens is of course after like two days people start to know like what's like what was a really good movie to go see and what wasn't so then you might have a ticket on the fifth day for this movie that was like crazy good and everyone's wanting to go. And, uh, I mean, there are some people that sell their tickets for sure and make some money off of that. Cause they're like, oh, I don't really care. It'll be out in the theaters. Um, I know the year I went that this movie, uh, birth of a nation was there and it oh, yeah. was bought. It was the largest purchase ever from Sundance um, that might have changed since I've been but at the time it was and so that movie was like hotcakes like everybody wanted to go see it <laughs> everyone was talking about it like oh my god Sony bought it for 17.8 million like that's crazy and it's just a small indie film festival um, that produces some big hits um, and then you, what's also just so cool is because like again in my head it's a very small town and there's tons of celebrities that are coming in and hanging out for mm-hmm. the week and all that i think like nick jonas was there um i met paul rudd i met john krasinski um kristen stewart octavia spencer those are the people i met but there were even more than that so yeah 
really cool. I mean, I'm sure you'll go check it out, but highly recommend. Yeah, I was definitely, I was definitely planning on highly going this I mean, in January, February, whatever it is. I'll fly out and come, come again. That was fun, man. I love, <laughs> I love out west and the snow and all that, but I'll, I'll come out. Um, dang, yeah, it, it's it's cool. Um, we got really distracted there. So you were talking about the the trip that you did to circle back was northeast, and did you? Now, if I'm correct, you did this trip by yourself? Yep. Over 12 days. Wow. That's awesome. Now, how was that? I'm very, I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that aspire to go out on trips and do trips by themselves and then they just never do it. So what do you, first off, what are your thoughts on that? How was it? And then what would you say to those people? Yeah, I, I was getting a lot of comments on that video of people saying like, oh, I could not stand being by myself this long. I can't, I, I need to do this with friends, da, da, da. But like, it really just depends on like you and your personality. I mean, personally, like I'm a pretty major introvert. So like, I love spending time by myself. Um, so like, I find it very meditative to spend that long by myself and just being outside because it just gets me thinking. And that's where I get like a lot of good ideas and just come up with a bunch of good things. And it just kind of, it's like a good reset for me mm -hmm. um, because kind of what I do and like filming it involves being around people all the time. So it's nice to like go somewhere and just be my by myself in the mountains or wherever. So it just depends. Some people have a harder time doing it than others. What do you think while you're on your hikes? What do you think about while you're hiking? Uh, I'm all over the place. I mean, sometimes it's, ideas for videos sometimes it's like the future sometimes it's like just planning out things or strategizing it's just all over the place my brain is very i don't even know how to describe it but it's always thinking it's always thinking you're right right but it, yeah it's, just, it's crazy while you're out there though the thoughts around the mountains i think they mm -hmm. like you're saying it's it's very much a meditative process and you kind of get into that train of thought about you just think about a lot while you're up there i mean yeah for one you get very humbled because you're like, I am. Yeah, by the scale, it it puts things into perspective for you for sure. It really That's another does, big thing. Man. It really does. Is mountains put things into perspective because you're like, wow, I am so small. <laughs> <laughs> I am so small. I think cities do that. I think that's why I like cities too. But like, mm -hmm. you're so small and you're part of this and you're here and you're, yeah, it's very humbling and you definitely get that meditative. You start to think of things a little bit. Maybe there's a bigger picture here than what I'm doing currently or whatever yeah it's and now that now that you say that that like makes me think because um i'm i like i'm people are like oh what's your favorite place to visit and i'm always like well i like the mountains but then i also like cities but then i also like the ocean and now that i think about it the one thing they all have in common is the power slash scale like the ocean humbles you because of how powerful it is and then the size of mountains and then in cities just you're one person among millions so that's like, for example, that was just one of the random thoughts I had while you mentioned that. Yeah, I mean, let's expand on that. Absolutely. I mean, that's the other thing, though, is I think a lot, the vast majority of us, wherever we live, for instance, I live near the beach. So I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I look at the beach and I'm like, oh, it's a beach. I see it every day. And then I go to a mountain and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Yeah. And my friends in Colorado, you know, they're like, it's mountain, bro. 14,000 feet. We hiked one last weekend. <laughs> Like, and I'm like, no, you guys don't understand. Like, this is crazy. And then they come to the beach and they're like, 
wow, look at the ocean. Look at the water. They go, they're, they're running into the water. They're building sandcastles. Yeah, it's like, what the heck? I live in the Midwest. On? I live in the Midwest, so it's all cool to me. <laughs> it's Midwest is a cool place, though. I mean, it has its perks. I, I my family's from Chicago area, so uh-huh. I go up a lot, and I love the area. I, they don't live in Chicago. They're out in a suburb and all that, but they're way out there. And so I get mm-hmm. a little bit of the country feel. Lots of corn. Definitely lots of <laughs> corn out there. Um, but uh, it, it, it it is. All of that's very humbling when you don't have it near you. Even mm-hmm. I think you could admit that about like like Cincinnati's not a very big city. It's a it's a decent sized city, right? Yeah. And I think that's probably what Tampa is compare in comparison. And, yeah, probably. But when you go to Chicago or New York City. Um, those are two big ones that I can think of in, in the U S that are just, you're like, Oh my God, this is crazy. What people (laughs) have built and put in together. And then like what you said on top of that, like just the fact that there's millions of people and I'm here and that's it. And no one, no one would know me. Um, on the speaking of cities though, cause you did go to New York city during that trip. Yep. How was that? Because if I'm correct, you went you, did you do this during a lot of like the lockdown? Not necessarily the lockdown, but when things were just starting to reopen is when you did it, right? Yes. I, this was like mid to end June. So things in New York were like starting to reopen. So it wasn't completely dead, but in terms of like normal activity, it was fairly dead. Dang. And how is that though? Because I've only been in the city at – I went to the city literally at Christmas time, which any advice mm-hmm. for people – it's beautiful at Christmas. <laughs> it's absolutely gorgeous. But be ready for like it to be too, twice as crowded, <laughs> because yeah. not only are like tourists coming in, like myself, to see all the Christmas lights, everybody's coming downtown to make a night of it. Like we're gonna go shopping for Christmas gifts. We're gonna go out to dinner. Like we're all gonna go to downtown, and it gets crazy. But beautiful. Check it out. So how was it though? Have you been in New York City before this? No, that was my first time. Oh, okay, cool. So you have like a really cool perspective mm-hmm. on it because like it was just empty like there were just not many people yep. out and stuff yep i was skateboarding down broadway through times square by myself <laughs> oh my god talk about that tell me about your skateboard trip uh i mean that's pretty much just how i got around because i was only there for 24 hours so i would just hop on the subway go wherever because i was like bouncing all around manhattan because i just wanted to kind of see everywhere um so yeah, I mean, since there weren't a lot of people, the sidewalks weren't crowded, streets weren't super crowded, so I was pretty much just able to skateboard wherever and not have to worry about cars and people. That's so cool. That'd be good for me because I'm horrible at skateboarding and I would fall. Right, I'd, <laughs> I'd hit people if there were a lot of people. So I, that sounds <laughs> awesome. Do you have a longboard? Yes. Well, actually, no. I just sold mine and I'm gonna buy a new one because I kind of broke it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I didn't now. <laughs> I mean, I feel like longboarding. I didn't know. I don't know where longboarding is bigger. I know it's big down here. It's very flat here, so people. Yeah. But they don't do anything crazy. I've seen where they have all different types of boards too. It's a whole different world. I don't know much about. Yeah, they probably they do like flat ground, like longboarding, like with the really long things, and That's they do like have, tricks yeah. and stuff, kind of. Up then, here, we kind of um, people do like a lot of downhill. And that's, that's also really gloves, popular, right? like out in California. Yeah, where they, they like the skateboard at like seventy miles an hour oh downhills. So. God, that's crazy. Yeah, have you ever I, done I have that? a couple. Fr- I have a couple friends that do it, and like I don't understand. Like it's. Have you ever done that? Like yourself? I'm it. No, like I'm. In, I'm very. I I enjoy action sports a lot, but like that's one that like I just can't get into. <laughs> oh my god. Like I like like I like longboarding like around just like casually, but like doing it down the side of a mountain. 
no. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I could fly. I don't know. I think I would. Yeah, I would probably lose control and die. I think that's that's my first thought. It would take me a while to get yep. up to that top of the mountain and do that. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, and you're a videographer. Yep. Um, tell me about how you got involved and how you got started in that profession. Um, when I was little, we had like a little home camera. Mm-hmm. And me and my brother, we always ran around that and just filmed stupid videos. We have like dozens of them. And then I got into skiing. And then because I got into skiing, I was like, oh, I want to get a GoPro to film my skiing. And then naturally from there, I just started filming my friends skiing. And then that morphed into, hey, I just like filming in general. And then I started branching out from action sports. And um, yeah, now I do like client stuff. And it's my, <laughs> so and it's my job. <laughs> did you start your videography journey with action sports? Is that where it began? Yes. What yeah. was, so all skiing stuff at first? Mm-hmm. I think you still have some of those up on your YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Those relatively new. I know you have one that's like a ski journey or something. I was looking at it. The other yeah. Day. I made um, my most recent ones from this year. So I still, I still do it like a reasonable amount, but I definitely am trying to morph out of it and kind of like branch out into new aspects of the filmmaking world, because I don't want to kind of be stuck in that box of like just skiing. I want to, do commercials and documentaries and TV and narrative stuff. So, so when you, that's where I got my start. Right. So when you see the future of your videographer career, is it more client based? I'm doing this video for somebody or is it more of I'm freelancing doing YouTube videos or is it a mix of both? Um, I wouldn't say like client work because like when I think of client work, I type, I think of the work I do now, which is like, me filming like boring videos for like company <laughs> like small businesses and like real estate agents and stuff and like that's nice right now because it like pays me a lot of money but it's boring and i definitely don't want to be doing that long term but i do want to be i, I want to be working on like larger projects because everything i've done up until now has just been like me doing things by myself and i feel like i've reached the point where i've done everything i can as one person and i want to start like working on larger productions as like part of a team and like doing cooler things and then also mix in there i, I do want to do some more social media stuff so right. kind of a combination of those yeah, yeah a little bit of both now the reason i ask is because i feel like if youtube side of it if you're i guess a content creator for that you have a lot more mm-hmm. freedom to I look at that as like you have a lot more freedom in your life and to do what you kind of want to do. Then you kind of pick and choose what clients you want to do down the road. Is that yeah kind of on the ball um, you want to go with it or no? Well, I want to I want to do like the social media stuff because that's um, you get, like I could travel a lot, but still when you're doing when you're doing that, it's still often just you by yourself. But the videos, the clients you're shooting for that are often like cooler clients. So like I want to do that type of client work, but then also on the other side, I want to like be doing stuff with production companies. Um, and then yeah, eventually guess. even farther down the road, I kind of want to be, I want to have my own production company and I want to be directing and doing that type of stuff. That's where it's at right there, my man. You see, you know what <laughs> I, you know what you got the vision though. And that's what matters is you're taking these small baby steps right now. Like you're saying like, man, I'm working with these clients right now, which by the way, I do want to get into that about your work now, 
but you're like, I'm working with these clients now. I don't particularly enjoy it. It's paying the bills. It's getting me experience. I'm doing side stuff on the side to make my resume look good. Then I'm going to go work for hopefully someone bigger and then bigger. And the next thing I know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to run the show. I'm going to sit back and watch it, watch <laughs> it happen. Right. Um, yeah. that's, that's awesome, dude. That's, that's quite the vision to have. Um, I mean, I think you can do it. Like, your videos are sick. Like I said, I just saw your TikTok one, which is only a minute, you know, a minute long or something. And just, and just filmed on my phone. And just filmed on your phone. And I was like, he put this together really cool. Like I was like, this, the music, everything. I was like, this kid, this is cool as fuck. I got to get this man on. So yeah, man, you've got the vision, you've got the goal. And then, I mean, like I said, from what I've seen, you're, you're, you're killing it. So all power Thank to you. you. Thank uh, you. Hopefully you take my words and run with them there, man. <laughs> um, but tell me about your work now. Cause I, I'm intrigued. So, I'm intrigued because like you, ex exactly what you just said earlier was I'm doing it right now and it's great. It's not my passion per se, what I want to do with videographer, but I am good at it and I like it. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little uh, bit. Tell me. A, I mean, I guess I'm definitely, I'm definitely grateful for it because obviously like I'm 18. I could be, I could be working at a restaurant or at a grocery store or something making $10 an hour. But so I'm, I'm stoked that what I do involves a camera and it yeah. pays a lot better than that. Yeah. Um, but I also don't want to be stuck in that position for the next 20 years of my life. So kind of like yeah, where absolutely. I'm at now, like it's cool, but I'm not necessarily content with it for 30 year old me or 25 year old me, absolutely. but for 18 year old me, it's pretty great. <laughs> absolutely, man. But like I said, you, from what you just told me and just said on the podcast is you've got a vision of what you want to do. And this is really just a stepping stone for which, you know, the future you really want. And mm -hmm. this is my opinion on it. Cause that's just how I work with my life too, is that if that's the case, you know, you, at least you're aware that you have to make the necessary sacrifices for it right now to get what you want in the future. I, I absolutely yeah. agree with you. You know, you don't want to be, you don't want to be really complacent in anything. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you say that is, you know, a huge testimony and sign to what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, it, it's, yeah, I don't, I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. I'm grinding. I'm working hard, but I don't want to do this my whole life. And I'm going to make sure I don't have to do this my whole life, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's dope. So you're just filming small videos for like what local businesses and they put that on what their social media is. They put it air them on TV. Like what how exactly is it? Yeah, mostly what I do is stuff for local businesses, and then I do like a lot of real estate work too. Um, and it's mostly just for it's mostly just social media content for them. Tell me about the real estate work because I didn't realize that. Is that like you're droning like houses and you're taking videos and pictures of houses for tours and stuff like for sale and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, some some clients they want like drone videos, and then some of them more like want like an interview type thing of them like explaining like uh. I'm this great real estate agent, da 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 da. Um, so it kind of just depends. Oh, like okay, like that too. Yeah, we use like a yeah. video why they should pick that person type of thing. Yeah, it's more of like a promotional video for that like real estate. Gotcha. Agent. I mean, um, that's crazy though too because that's such a like unknown little niche market that's mm -hmm. like huge because there's well, tons one of thing I've one thing I've really enjoyed about doing like a lot of real estate work is like real estate in general just intrigues me, and I want to like get into like real estate investing later down the road. So it's been cool kind of just being able to just be in the room when all when all of that happens and kind of just because I've learned I've learned a lot about real estate in general throughout. So that's been a cool aspect of it. Are you ever going to get your license for it? 
I thought about it, like just doing it for fun, like just as like a little side hustle. I like, as well. Yeah. Very, yeah, like not not anything for work, but just because real estate like kind of seems fun to me. So that, I don't know, but so I definitely want to. I definitely want to get like some investment properties later. That's what I, okay. That's what you're really getting down to. Yeah, you want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my whole view, man. Too. Um, we didn't talk about this last time, so I'm really glad this is going the way it's going. <laughs> I am. I'm very much as the same thing. Like right now, I'm working. I'm doing this on the side. I'm saving up money and. And the goal is to definitely start in the long run or start as soon as possible getting, you know, investment properties and, and might live at it at first, but then renting it out and going from there. Um, it's a, it's a crazy, it's a crazy way to like make money that I think it's like in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. And, but I just feel like not many, I feel like not many people take advantage of it. I don't know if that's, you know, the right way or something like that. Like, like there's, I mean, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of money to do it. That's the, yeah, that's the big thing. A lot of people don't have that determination to sit around and mm-hmm. wait for and, them and to... It, yeah, and you got to deal with tenants and property management companies. And, so. I mean, it's a little bit of most, a hassle, but, but I feel like once you get enough, man, it's just so much more freeing. I mean, yeah. to sit back and let eight rental properties be your income for the mm-hmm. whole year and just sit and like <laughs> or you know, whatever it is that you whatever it is that you buy it doesn't have to be rental properties, but you get what I mean. It's just like that's the number one thing besides stocks and and stuff like that that yeah. you could but, easily... yeah most people just most people just see stocks because it's easier but I just like having like physical stuff so I'd rather like I'd much <laughs> rather have like a two hundred thousand dollar house than two hundred thousand dollars in stocks because it's just cool like hey I own four houses or do you think instead of all I own a thousand shares of this <laughs> do you think that's the reason why a lot of people don't get into stocks because it's not something they can physically hold. Yeah, I think it just doesn't like it's not like it doesn't actually feel like if you're just getting into it, it doesn't feel like you're buying something. You're like, okay, I'm just sending money to this brokerage and now I have this. So, it, yeah, I could see that. I never thought of it like that. That's an yeah, interesting. I, I bet you that's the reason why is because a lot of people are like, well, I don't, I don't see it. I don't have a tangible yeah. way of I mean, I, measuring I, it. I got in, I got into stock investing a few months ago and I like it, but that does make sense. I mean, I like it too. I, I've I've been putting a little bit every paycheck more and more into it, and mm-hmm. I've got four hundred one k and all that stuff as well. But I'm doing also my own brokerage, so it's like, yeah. But that's the I mean, and again, I know a lot of people that I have like a very mixed friend group of people that do it, and I have other people that don't do it. And I'm like, it's so, it's so simple, mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna say sit here and say it's easy but i am gonna say it's very simple and you could do it anyone could do yeah. it and it especially is, these days with all the free trading accounts oh i mean gosh. like it's, it's they crazy. make it so easy and that's it's, it it's, it's like why you might not know about it and that's a different situation but if you know about it why are you not like mm-hmm. you have to ask why are you not taking a little bit of advantage of it even if it's like five bucks and yeah, just sounds, play around with it. Sounds so minimal. Yeah, I mean, I'll be straight. Like, I put in like only like two fifty when I started. That was like two years ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna just play around with it, make sure I know like I get an idea of what I'm doing, and like when I feel more confident, I can put more money in. And I mean, that's a lot. A lot of them too. Like they have where you can, like Robinhood is. Um, they opened up like a cash management thing now, where you can put money in, and it's like they get a debit card with it, so it's kind of like almost like a savings account and mm-hmm. you can use that money to invest or you can leave it in a cash management account and it gets interest and you can swipe the debit card and it's like 
it's almost like you're banking now with Robinhood, and which is crazy to me as well. And but like I think the other a couple others have that too, and it's basically like a savings account that you can just earn money on, like in way mm-hmm. more money than what you could get in a savings account. I mean, again, I don't want to oversimplify and say it's super easy, but it's also not very hard. And you just got to like be a little bit observant, like which companies are doing good. And I, I think the main issue when people get involved in it is they want like the big winner. They want to like buy something at like a dollar. Yeah. They like, want to get into options a, and penny trading and day trading. Yeah. <laughs> and you can do that and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that that's when it, that's when it will get harder and you're going to have to take time to really yeah. learn that. Absolutely. But like if you looked and looked around and you, you know, what companies do you think are going to stay around? What companies do you use every day? Okay, I use mm-hmm. a Microsoft computer every day. All right, you probably could put money in Microsoft and it's probably a safe bet and it would grow over time. Apple, Walmart, I mean like shit like that. It's like, yeah, they're big companies and now they offer fractional shares. Did you know that? Yeah, you, yeah, you can do like a dollar. <laughs> That's even crazier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can buy into Tesla. Tesla's like $1,600 and you can just like put $100 mm-hmm. into it and then let it watch it grow and it's like, this is nuts. Like I didn't know this was probably, <laughs> that was possible, and um, it's just it's changed. It's all changed. You know? Yeah, yeah. I've just been messing around and picking growth stocks and just watching and learning and getting a better idea of the market. And you learn a lot by just putting some money in there. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing to take away is that is that you just got to throw some money in. You got to mm-hmm. be okay with like again. I wouldn't recommend you put a lot of money in if you don't know what you're doing. Put a little bit in. Yeah. Sit there, watch it, throw it in some stocks and just play around with it to get a feel for the ups and downs and how the things work and um and then you're you'll be golden for when you put a lot more in and and it's there's no better rewarding feeling than opening your app at ten AM or whatever to look, check on it and stocks are up and you're like, I'm not making money. I'm sitting here, I'm not even doing anything. So Yep. Um it's a it's a nice feeling, not gonna lie. Um. Wow, I don't know. You know where we just came from. Uh, wasn't <laughs> expecting to talk about stocks and all that. Um. So, let's bring it back. We're gonna write it back because I forgot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Your videographer, you're doing video. That's what I was gonna ask. What What's your favorite project that you've done so far? Hold up. You kind of cut out. Say oh, you're good. Again. Um, what it would be your favorite project that you've done so far? Uh, probably just my ski movie. Um, I released that last November. And I think the reason for that was that was kind of just like a goal of mine since I got into filming. And that was kind of just me achieving that goal. Okay. So that was, that was probably the so when you make this when you're, when you're making this movie... First off, where'd you go make it at? Where was it out there? Is that west? I'm assuming. Um, I well, I filmed some of it at my local ski resort here, and then Colorado, Oregon, California, and Canada. So you took a lot. That's a lot of now. Is now is it broken up like this mountain, this mountain, this mountain, or is it just like a bunch of straight edits of just ski clips? Yeah, it's it's kind of broken up by location. That's that's pretty cool. Now, how long was that in the making? I'm very curious. Uh, I mean, like I said, that was, I was kind of always working towards that for like the four years before that. Gotcha. But from the point where I like 
decided, hey, I'm doing this, to the premiere, it was probably about 14 months. Wow. 14 months in the making. Yes. That's pretty nice. Now, how how did the editing process work? I'm just curious. So did you, let me rephrase that. Did you go into that having a vision of what it came out? You know, like this is the type of stuff I want, shots I want to get. This is this and that. And I'm, I'm going to, did you like already kind of have the whole movie in your head? And then it was just about going out there, getting those shots, getting those clips and then coming home. Uh, I mean, my, my original vision was definitely much, much better than what the final product is because like, um, I was like just thinking all this crazy thing and da, 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 da. <laughs> there's only so much that I was capable of by myself. And then I was funding this out of pocket. So then the budget was small in terms of traveling and then you're skiing. So you're dealing with weather and people getting hurt and all that stuff. So, um, I like, I went in with a vision and then I kind of was like, okay, this isn't going to happen, but this is still kind of the general idea I want to go along with. And then I kind of just filmed every single thing I could. And then once I was done filming, I was like, okay, I have this, I have this. Let me figure out how to piece this together. Right. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So yeah, you had, that's how you go into stuff. Is that how you go into a lot of the creative things that you're doing is that you kind of have that vision, even though the vision might be very grand, you have the idea of what you want. And then you were taking those shots and getting, is that how that creative process works for you? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's different for every video. I mean, some, some videos are more planned out than others. Um, definitely, definitely more in my action sports stuff. Those are definitely more just like shoot it and figure out what we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as, but as I get more into like things that involve actual storytelling, I'm definitely starting to plan things out more. Gotcha. Now I think we kind of talked about this last time, but you mentioned that there's two ways of doing the video editing or the way a client will come at you and ask for editing styles. Like they'll either. <laughs> um, no, I'm... I think that was just like kind of a new way that I've been experimenting with editing, which is I've kind of been editing before I shoot. So I've been, um, because in the past, what I, the past, what I do and what a lot of people do is you shoot everything, like you have it planned out kind of, and then you shoot everything and then you edit it. But what I've been doing is I've been going into my editing software before I shoot and getting songs and all the things that I already have before I shooting. And then I go in with text and I'd be like, okay, this shot here, this shot here, this shot here, and kind of been editing, editing the video beforehand. So you have like a general idea. And then as you're watching it with that song or that voiceover or whatever, you can like actually replace the text with the, with the uh, videos and it just makes editing that much quicker because once you have all the footage, you just drop it in where you have that text. That is interesting. So that's the new way you're doing it. I'm sorry. I, I, would say it's, it's not necessarily the new way. It's just been something I've been experimenting. It's been something you're experimenting that you're trying yeah. out and it seems to be working better for you than the classical way that most people do their editing. Yeah. Well, like I said, it just depends on the project because there's some things where you can plan out each shot, but then there's some things you're like, I want to get this shot, but I don't know if it'll happen. So it just depends on the project. Gotcha. Gotcha. How much? Yeah, I guess that's true. How much of like, and maybe, you know, maybe you don't know of like action sports videos are sometimes just pure luck that they got the shot. How much would you, even not even on yours, just in general, how much do you think that that is just luck that they got the shot or is it actually like staged? 
every, every yeah everything's pretty much staged um so how how it often works is like i'll be working with an athlete and they'll be like okay i want to do this trick and then i'll be like okay this trick if if i film at this angle this will make it look the best way and then i'll have like the lockdown angle and then uh, i'll just keep on okay. filming it and filming it and filming it until they get it so it's not like I'm just like running around with my camera filming random things. We kind of have a plan, but it's more of just like doing things a hundred times until they finally land it. And like, it's just, it's kind of like stressful because like I film this, I have to film this perfect a hundred times because you don't know which time they'll land it. So there is, there is kind of some luck, but it's more of just like, being dialed and having that angle dialed no that's cool that's very interesting i never thought about it like that like so there's there's definitely a long-term like patience as a videographer you have to have you yeah have to sit there and let that thing ride out and keep keep on taking videos and keep on like, even- yeah especially especially in the action sports world and it's a lot of a lot of people like a lot of people who do like large projects now a lot of them have came from the action sports world just because that repetitive process and just working in those extreme environments, it, it just breeds very good cinematographers, videographers, whatever. Um, so you'll like, I still like, I'll be watching something and then the director will, I'll look him up and he's like, Oh, he started filming skiing or skateboarding or whatever. Um, so just that repetitive nature kind of breeds a lot of good talent in terms of behind the camera work. I could see that. Yeah. I could see how that, almost because you got into it early you have that advantage to where when you go to other mm-hmm. other types of uh sorry I'm trying to lose the words here when you're going to do other films and such like that you've got that level of patience because you've been where it's like just you're just yeah. having to like you have no other choice but to like all right let's hope they get it this time no okay <laughs> hope they get it this time you like know? if yeah like if you've been on top of a mountain trying to film something a hundred times and it's 10 degrees and your fingers are frozen and you've nailed the shot for that, then you're going to nail something in a studio when you have 20 other people that are helping you. So <laughs> that is, you know what? That's interesting. I think we're on to something here. That should be like the Avenue. That's the Avenue. All great videographers are going to go <laughs> 10 years from now. You're going to get, you're going to give another interview and you're going to tell about that story. Like, yeah, I was on the top of the mountain and just, Video after video, and my hands are numb, and blah blah blah. And now I go to the studio, and I can't complain when we take five takes. <laughs> it's way easier. Um, I bet you like people that photograph puppies have the best. Patience. Yeah, working with animals. They just have the best patience because the animals have no idea what's going on. Animals and babies are the worst. Animals and babies. I was gonna say babies. Just like they're just waiting constantly, just like all right. Yeah. It's okay. He'll stop crying eventually. We'll just keep taking him. <laughs> click, click, click. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Um. So, favorite project was the ski thing. What about a favorite project for a client? I'm curious. You don't have to name the client. Maybe just describe. Uh, I don't know if that's how you want what to do it, but honestly, I don't even know. There, I really, I haven't had like. Like, obviously, I've done work for people, but I wouldn't necessarily consider it a client work because they weren't, like, directly paying me for that. Um, But in terms of, like, somebody paying me to make a video, I don't really know if I have a favorite. 
Well, then let's change the there's, question. There's not, there's not really one that stands out. I mean, they're all kind of just like, meh. Yeah, they go like, I'm, <laughs> I'm blending. <laughs> um, what is a goal of yours? What's a video goal of yours? What's a, what's a vision goal that you have just for yourself? It doesn't have to be like something, don't give away some secret video you don't want to give away. But I mean, like, what is a goal that you have that you want to do? Uh, I mean, I definitely, like I said, I definitely want to like work on a larger project and I want to, I want to direct like a proper, like a proper project one day with like, with like proper actors and like crew and stuff, whether that be a commercial or a short film or a feature or whatever. I just want to, I just want to direct. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, what, um, what do you do for editing? What are you using? Um, Adobe Premiere Pro. Has that been what you use since the beginning? Uh, basically, um, when I when I got my first camera, which is a GoPro, they had they have like a little like free software that's yeah. pretty basic. Um, so I just like used that for like the first six months. Um, but in December, December of whatever the year was that I got my first camera, I downloaded the free trial for. Adobe Premiere and I was like 13 and just completely like <laughs> had no idea what I was doing in this like professional grade software, but just but trials and temptations. I eventually figured it out and still learn some stuff in there every once in a while. <laughs> um, what advice do you have for younger videographers or videographers just getting into the scene about video editing and even recording in a sense but let's go with the video editing part first tips for video editing um i don't know i, know I really don't like, it's a very to be, broad question to be completely honest i really don't like editing that much i mean it's like fun for a little bit but i wouldn't like i wouldn't consider myself like there's some people who are like oh i'm a video editor but i i would say i'm more of like a videographer filmmaker and then like editing just comes with that um, so like, I guess if you're truly trying just to be like an editor or whatever, just edit as much as you can. I mean, that's pretty much so how then, most things, that's how most things go. Just, that's I mean, a fine answer. That's do a, it every chance you have. <laughs> that's a fine answer. So then flip that around because you're more into the videographer side. What advice do you have for young and, and new coming videographers? I'd say manage, manage your projects in a way that like, especially if you're like not young and like, like I'm getting ready to move out on my own. So I gotta like start paying bills or stuff. So the finance side of things are like starting to become more important to me because in the past I've just been able to go, okay, whatever I can do, I can make whatever video I want. I don't care if I get paid or not, but now I'm starting to get to that point And I'm, I'm trying to find the balance of doing work that pays but also working on passion projects still and still making time for those because like I said, the client work I'm doing right now isn't necessarily where I want to be. So I still need to cut out time on working for doing those projects that I'm not making money for because that will eventually turn into paid work and things that I like. So kind of yeah. finding finding the proper balance between those two. Right. That's that's great advice. It's something that's very hard to do in anything when you're striving to be on your own in a freelance work type of sense. It's very hard to find mm -hmm. that balance because you're like you're like you're saying you're like yeah. I have to make money because then I, if I don't make money, I can't, you know, live. But then but you also want to make cool stuff. You want to make cool stuff. You want to do the stuff <laughs> you love, you know, all that good jazz. And 
Um, that's great advice. Yeah. Do you have any tips and tricks on actually getting videography, like the actual videoing itself? Uh, I mean, like these days, everybody has a camera. So <laughs> same thing with the editing, just film. Just post, film. post up on, actually post up online because that's been like, that's actually been huge for me. Um, just like posting, posting my work online because I, I get feedback from others and I'll like send it around to people, um, to people who are better at this. And it's been nice kind of having that feedback from a young age and kind of also another thing I really like doing is I like, I like getting on YouTube and like looking at my old videos because I, I just look at them. And I'm like, these are absolutely awful. And I think, I think, I mean, obviously you shouldn't just like talk negatively about your work all the time, but I think it's a positive to be able to look back on your work two years down the road and be like, this is absolutely awful. Cause that means you're improving. I, that's very wise and very insightful yes a lot of people would rather look at it and be like can't believe i did that and you're like well i did it and i'm glad i did it and now i yeah. <laughs> yeah like that even that movie i mean that was just last november and like i'll watch it every once in a while i was like eh. and every time i watch it it just gets progressively worse <laughs> <laughs> you're like i could have done so much better is that what you yeah. think you're very critiquing of yourself on that yes a lot i'm very critiquing that's not that's never a bad quality to have, especially for when you're trying to strive for big goals. If you don't have that in the back of your head of like, I can do better, I can do better, I can do better, I can, yeah. do better. I can get I can get that better. Like you're you're gonna get I mean that's part of the, we talked about that complacency, which obviously I don't think you have. That comes with that. It, it there's no complacency because you're like, I can get better. If I'm not better, then I'm 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 worse, you know, kind of deal. Like uh, if I'm not moving forward, I'm not moving anywhere, I'm moving backwards type of thing yeah um, I've, I've always been very hard on myself <laughs> it's a good trait like i said it, uh, it's something that hard workers have to have it's something mm -hmm. that people that want to strive for big goals need to have because if you're just kind of willy-nilly in it and not critiquing yourself you're not learning and yeah. more than likely you're one gonna make the same mistakes over and over again uh or you're not. You're just gonna go stagnant, like you're like you're saying. If you're not critiquing yourself, how can you excel to go forward? For sure. For sure, man. <laughs> um, honestly, I think we're just gonna end it on that note. That was a great note right there. <laughs> was there anything else you wanted to add? You got any new videos coming up? You got any new stuff coming out? You want to get out there? Let people know. I don't know. Not really. Not really working on anything right now that will be viewable to the public. But definitely over the next couple months, I'll probably start getting things going again because I've just been, like I said, I'm getting ready to move. So I'm just trying to get that out of the way. But once I get nice and settled, I plan on cranking things out again. So just you can find all my social media. Just search Colby Eubanks and keep an eye out. Yeah, I'll make sure to plug that into the uh, podcast description and all that. But yes, thank you for plugging that in. Um, dude. Great show. Loved you having you on. We talked about a lot today. Um, I hope you would come on again at some point if that's down yeah, the road. Sure. Get some more videos going and get some crazy stuff. And dude, if you ever want to come to Florida, come yeah. on down. We can make some beach videos or some some type of video if you want to. Something with the beach and mud in and stuff like that. We can do all that stuff. And um, I'll probably go out west. So if I'm ever in Utah, I'm going to hit you up just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Bye, everybody. Thanks.